0: Welcome to the Think Cybersecure Podcast. As a business owner, you take risks every day. Would you take a risk with your cybersecurity? This is the show that helps you uncover the hidden gaps in your business that cause cyber risk and fix them fast. Create a stronger and more resilient business while gaining more credibility with your customers by improving your business's cybersecurity. Hello, and welcome to the Think Cybersecure Podcast. Firstly, I want to say thank you for tuning in. I know how valuable your time is, so thank you for choosing to spend some of it with us. In the last year, virtual meeting tools have exploded in use, Zoom being one of them. However, like most software or services, Zoom doesn't come with many of its security features turned on by default. It's also not that evident on what you should enable either. This lack of security in meetings was evident earlier this year with all the Zoom bombing incidents. If you don't remember what those were, Zoom bombing was when someone would successfully attempt to connect to a random meeting with the intent to disrupt the meeting. Some of these were innocent disruptions, others were a bit looter. Since many sessions weren't using many of the security features, Zoom bombing incidents were quite successful, hence all the media coverage at the time. I'm sure you can imagine what the impact could be if someone were Zoom bombing with more malicious intent than just interrupting your meeting. So how can you set up your Zoom account to ensure it's secure and not become a victim of Zoom bombing? We have eight things you can do to ensure your Zoom meetings are secure. Firstly, turn on the waiting room. The waiting room feature puts all attendees who join your meeting into a virtual waiting room instead of directly into the meeting. Once in the waiting room, the meeting host can manually admit each one, ensuring those in the meeting should be there. Secondly, you can add a strong password to your meetings. There were two things that made Zoom bombing successful. The first was no meeting waiting rooms. The second was no meeting passwords. As you can expect, a meeting password restricts attendance in your meeting to only those who have the password. Once all attendees are in, you can lock the meeting. Once locked, nobody else can join even if they have the password. This adds an extra layer of security once your meeting is in progress, just in case someone else has the meeting details. If you're talking about anything confidential, turn on end-to-end encryption and avoid using their enhanced encryption setting. End-to-end encryption ensures nobody can snoop on your conversation because the meeting is encrypted from one participant to the other. Disabling their enhanced encryption setting ensures that the encryption keys, essentially the password that encrypts your communication, are stored on your computer and not in the cloud. When the keys are stored on your computer and not in the cloud with Zoom, it ensures that even Zoom can't decrypt and listen in on your meeting. Of course, this will break some features, such as the meeting recording feature, where Zoom needs to listen in to record the meeting. Suppose you want to use one of those features. In that case, you'll need to consider the risk of reducing security versus the value of that feature, and then make a decision for yourself. Let Zoom generate random meeting IDs for you. By default, Zoom creates you a a personal meeting ID that doesn't change unless you manually change it. Creating meetings in Zoom with auto-generated meeting IDs makes meeting IDs for each meeting. Because the meeting IDs only work for that meeting, they make it harder for someone to join unexpectedly or maliciously. Also, because each meeting has a unique number, anyone joining early for your next meeting can't disrupt or listen in on your current meeting. Don't share the password publicly. Sharing the meeting ID and password publicly defeats the benefit of using a password. Manage attendees. You may not intend to have a disruptive attendee when you're sending out invites. However, there is one disruptive attendee every so often. Limit hosts to only yourself and disable attendees option to rejoin, share their screen, and of course mute everyone. These options reduce the chances of an attendee being disruptive. If an attendee becomes disruptive, you can remove them from the meeting and they can't rejoin. Avoid file transfers. If you need to transfer files, use a file transfer service you trust rather than Zoom, especially if you have one that'll scan and ensure the transferred files are safe. Those are eight things you can do to ensure your Zoom meetings are not only secure, but also free from disruptions like Zoom bombing. If you'd like to go over these again, especially with your Zoom account open, head over to the show notes page at slash nine, where all of these are listed for you to look at again. So, are there any features here that you think might help your business better secure your Zoom account? Thanks for joining us this week on the Think Cybersecure podcast. At Think Cyber Secure, we uncover the hidden gaps that cause cyber risk and help guide you toward an action plan that will eliminate the stress and frustration resulting from cybersecurity. If you're interested in improving the cybersecurity of your business, then be sure to subscribe and follow along with us. Visit our website, thinkcybersecure.com, for links to every podcast directory where you can find the podcast. If you found value in this episode, we'd appreciate a rating and review on iTunes, or if you tell a friend or two about the podcast it'd really help us out. If you're wondering how your business can be more cyber secure while working in the new normal, check out our new guide, Cybersecurity for Business Owners in the New Normal. You can get it at thinkcybersecure.com newnormal new normal. Thank you very much for listening and be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.